Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time for one more hour of the Hot Corner. Hi, my name's Alfred DeLeo. At home, they call me Big Al, and I hit dingers. It's time for the second game of our radio doubleheader. Boxy flies one in the air to left center. Back at the wall. And it's gone! It's over! In the 18th. Night. Night. Step up to the plate for hour two. You want a piece of me? This is the Hot Corner on 1080. Look, this is America. This is why we're here. Is to play the game of baseball. The freedoms that we have. The Fan. Welcome into the second round of the Hot Corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can catch that as the Les Schwab Tires podcast at 10inthefan.com and the Odyssey app. We spent last hour, checked in a little bit of baseball, some breaking news on college football playoff, and uh, I went on a little bit of rant about the, the World Cup. Hey, don't worry. If, 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 if football is not your thing, that's all right. I just... There's a microphone in front of me, and and, and that's all I got to say. 503-250-1080, that is the text line. That'll let you interact with us throughout in throughout the entire show. Joe and I, what we like to do now that baseball season is over, any kind of big news uh, we will get to, and we will definitely keep you informed of that. But we get to play with a little house money, so we're going to... We're going to spend this second hour here after dark under the shadows of the historic Fremont Bridge uh, kind of chatting whatever we want. And, Joe, both of our teams lost our rivalry game this weekend. And before we really get into that, can you, since we've been doing this show, Voldemort was always neutral. He didn't have a choice. But have we have we done a show where both our teams lost rivalry weekend? Uh, let's see here. We would have to go back and pour through the record books. We would have um, to, but you know, it, it, it's not like it well, might have happened. Hell, it might have happened last year, but in well, my let's current be real. Per- let's my- be real. The Bees haven't beat the Ducks a lot over the last uh, seven to eight years. Well, actually, they beat them like three times now. Yeah. But, um, but Wazoo won the Apple Cup last year. And you guys beat Oregon State last year, correct? Right. The year before COVID year. COVID year. Beavers Oregon won. State. I think we lost. Yeah, it's not even a real season, so it doesn't really count anyways. So uh But I was thinking about this walking into the show, and I knew we we wanted to talk about, you know, Civil War, Apple Cup, you know, because you're you're a UO alum, I'm a Wazoo alum. Pac twelve. Pac twelve. Uh, I can't remember 
the last time you and I have been together where both of our teams lost. We can't even talk trash to each other. I know. Well, actually, I can talk trash to you. What's hilarious is that you hate the team that beat me, and I support the team that beat you. Yeah, see, that's why. Wazoo's got nothing but mass love for those kids down in Corvallis. Well, I'm state schools, baby. We stick yeah. together. Well, I'm 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 happy for you, bud. So stoked. Um, <laughs> really, uh, y- you like you said, I I got some bone to pick with uh, Wazoo because even with the lo- loss to the Beavers, we depended on you. You needed us. We needed you. I watched that game with, and you guys, with he, an Oregon buddy. Hey, you held your own for about three quarters and really gave me some hope. And then Washington kind of just took over that game in the fourth quarter. And that was, that sucked. You lost to your rivals basically twice in one day. You lost to the Beavs and then Washington beating Wazoo to keep you out of the Pac-12 championship. It was that that was salt in the wound. Well, I was I was ready to sit here and talk about the civil so war. Now I hate the bees, I hate the huskies, and I'm really not happy with Cougs right now. I, I was sitting here ready to talk about the civil war, but Joe, you push push my cards, <laughs> and now we're here on the apple. Okay, Cup, which okay, is, which is fine because it'll give you more time. Will give us more time to talk about the civil war. We hung with you, Dub. I was very, I I was at a Wazoo alumni people I lived in Pullman with some of my best friends in the world. We were at. We were at a watch party, which I don't go to a ton of football, whether it's college or NFL watch parties where everybody's rooting for the same team. But I went to I went to a good friend of mine who went lived in Pullman and, you know, he's my boy and and everybody in in the place, they they were all up there with us. And some of their some of their partners, wives, girlfriends, whatever, they lived in Pullman with us, or they went to satellite schools. And so we had a really great time watching. And we had our token duck fan. And he he's the diehard, and we we love him, so we try not to bag on him too much. But the story of that game is we hung with you, Dub. They're clearly better than us. Hundred percent. I was watching that game, and the final is not indicative of that game. We hung with you, Dub. And what happened is, we were going score to score. They scored. They stopped us, and then they scored again. <laughs> Literally, that's yeah. And then we started making mistakes. Yep. It was a game of who was going to break first, and Penix was. Was was fantastic, and we kept watching that game, and he was throwing to wide receivers that were wide open. He was overthrowing receivers that were wide open, and we're sitting there going, in the first half, we're going, Penix doesn't look very good. He's missing wide open receivers, and then my buddy, one of my best friends in the world, looks at me and he goes, "Yeah, but they're wide open." And I was like, well, maybe Penix just keeps throwing the ball terribly. And he was like, no, he's not. <laughs> and then what happened was Penix started dialing in, and he started reading the field better, and he started making those throws. And they scored, and they stopped us, and we couldn't stop them, and they scored, and then we made mistakes. But I was very proud of my squad. I was a very proud Coog. I agree with you, Joe. Thank you for saying that. I think that is a nice thing to say. I think UW was clearly the better team than us. They deserve to win that game. 
But thank you for saying the score is not indicative of the gap between the two teams. No, yeah. I was um I feel like I was one of the few that finished out that game on uh It was late on Saturday. Yeah, it, was it was late. Super late. <laughs> uh I stayed at my buddy's house like a half hour after the game ended and I left to drive home at midnight. All right. That right. is some serious back twelve after dark. Yes. Yeah. Um yeah, man, it's just a brutal way to end the year. And, man, just like last year was a 9-3 and three year, and you didn't think, like, man, this 9-3 and three year kind of sucked. We barely skated by some teams. Our quarterback play was horrendous. I don't know if they're going to be able- look- And I'm looking at 7-5 and five like, in the middle of the season, it looked worse than 7-5. and five. I'll take this. Yeah. Well, hey, you got to be happy after looking at last year and everything. <laughs> it's well with Wazoo. Um, but the season started so great. You beat Wisconsin on the road. Well, Wisconsin sucked this I know, year. but we didn't know that at the time. <laughs> we, they were ranked. In the moment, it was a great win. It's 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 the only Wazoo Road Big Ten ranked team win. I know that's like a baseball on a Tuesday after dark at Wrigley Field. <laughs> Grass uh, field. Yeah. But but it that was a that was a big win for us. And we rattled off some wins. You know, we 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 should have beat Oregon, in my opinion. Um, we hung with USC for a little bit. We should have beat Utah, albeit Cam Rising didn't play, but that should have been. As a Wazoo fan, I I I'm I'm happy with this season. You know, Dickard I think is a good coach. I think the question is is can he recruit? And this was never going to be the year to tell us if he can recruit. The the guy can coach. Is Cam Ward the answer at quarterback? I, I really don't know. I hope so. I love Cam Ward. I think he like when he's on, he is on. Yeah, and I don't think you watch enough Wazoo games because when he's not <laughs> on, it's really rough. I literally the Wazoo games I think I did watch this year were Wisconsin, which he was not on that game. No. Uh, defense, but we won. Defense sure as hell was. The Wisconsin game, the Oregon game, and then this last game against Washington. In the Oregon-Washington game, he he looked great he against was great. Oregon until so the end. My yeah. sample size is much different until than yours. Until we were up 24 and <laughs> lost that game. Um, so, 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 but as a Wazoo fan, uh, I, I'm very happy. I, I, I'm not very happy, but I am satisfied with where we are. And, you know, kudos to Penix and that UW squad. They're all over the place. Um, next year is going to be very interesting. Uh, I think the Hewer kid sucks, which is why Penix is there. Um, so that, that'll be interesting. Uh, but another year of Cam Ward, and we'll see if Dickard recruits some guys because the defense was good. Let's see if it continues. Yes. Very fun Pac-12 uh, season. And the Northwest was great. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, really? In the entire Pac-12 outside of the bottom feeders, but I mean, shoot, man, we had like six, seven teams ranked at one point. I think six at the most, but yeah, outside of Arizona, Arizona State, and Colorado, this conference was fun this year. No, most definitely, and there is still one game left to be played. There's still one more to play. When we come back, I do want to get over to Joe's side and get into the Civil War because I'll tell you what, I had a moment on Saturday that absolutely rocked my world. And we'll get to that next. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. The Hot 
Corner on 1080 The Fan. State 20 here, Portland Sports Leader. A little Jerry in your life for you, just in case you don't know. Joe, did you get your uh, Spotify wrap-up today? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I was uh, I was happy with it. I was highly anticipating it. I was just intrigued to see what my uh, listening hours were this year, because I know that I definitely listen to more music than years past, and uh, yeah, put it put in a solid 13,000 hours of listening this yeah, year. Yeah, I'm 16,000. I found out I'm the top 35% of Spotify users and how much music I listen to. Yeah, I cracked the top 50%. I think I was like nice. top 55, 54, nice. or something like that. No, this, sh- this should not be a competition. I don't care how much music you listen no. to. I just no. hope you listen to music. Yeah, no, it was... Um, Spotify, they gave me some good compliments that made me feel good about my musical taste. Did you uh, did you try the InstaFest thing that's popular right now? InstaFest? Yeah, if you get on InstaFest. Is this the new drug all the kids are raving about? No, it's InstaFest, and what it does is it, it, it tags into your Spotify. And gets you super high. It gets into your Spotify and tells you over the last, you can see three things. I, I believe it's three things. I think it's your last three weeks, six months, and all-time use on Spotify. Right. There's, it, a, there's it, a few websites like that that I was looking at. <laughs> and it creates and it creates a three-day festival oh. of all the bands you listen to. Now, that's cool. A festival? How the hell? Like, like it, it, it just says, like, here's your headliner on ah. Friday and your headliner on Saturday and your headliner on Sunday, and these are the supporting acts. Here's your... Uh... The Lauren Hill of your playlist, and you're not going to hear it for three hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were supposed to hear it now, but we're going to actually play it in a few hours from now because it hasn't shown up to the stadium. So they created like a three-day festival. Okay, I see that. For you to see (laughs) all the bands you listen to. And what's hilarious is my three-day festival. The headliners (laughs) on Friday was The Beatles. (laughs) Saturday was Paul McCartney solo. What a show. And Sunday was Wings. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, the bass player is going to get really tired. Like, that's a big shift to put in at a festival. What what a lineup. <laughs> because I've been working on my Paul McCartney love lately. Oh, man, that's too funny. Yeah, it would be a lot of rap um, this year for me, and somehow Van Halen got on the bill as well. So, Yeah. <laughs> Freddie Fleet- Gibbs on Wednesday. Fleet- Fleetwood Mac fell into my fell into my click this year and shout out Christy McVie, RIP, the best member of Fleetwood Mac in my opinion. Yes, yes. It is funny. Yeah, I'm looking at some of this. I'm like, I don't know how they're going to get Bob Marley to perform, but damn it, he's on the bill and he'll be there. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I had one of my days was Elvis Presley, Frank Sinatra, Nat King Cole, and Dean Martin. I was like, this is going to be tough, but I'm going to go. Yeah, on I'm going to check out all those stages. On my music festival on Wednesday, I have um, two dead guys, so I don't know. We'll we'll see if we can make it work. Yeah. The Internet's (laughs) a crazy place. All right, Joe. So I had an interesting uh, situation on Saturday. You know know me. I mean, like, when it comes to football, I'm not the biggest football guy, but I do watch my team, and I love to pay attention to Pac-10, Pac-12, because that's what I'm born and raised on. And I remember waking up, you know, I'm doing my thing. I'm watching World Cup stuff. And the Civil War started around noon, right? Was it 12.30 kick, something like that? Uh, yes, it was a 12.30 kick. Yeah. 
12.30 kick, the first first quarter ended, first half ended, something like that, and it was a really tight game. And I went, wow, good for you, Oregon State. Like, yeah. way, to, way to keep it going. Like, way to hang with them. Because I think Oregon's the better team. I, I It's not just paper from what I've seen. Oregon State could be great if they had any resemblance of a quarterback, but they don't. And that's what it looked like. Oregon hasn't quite figured it out, but they'll get there. Then me and the wife and the kids, we we went out on Saturday. We had lunch, and, you know, we me and the wife had some beers, and I pulled up my phone to, to look at the score, and Oregon is dominating. And I went, ah, that makes sense. Okay, Oregon's blowing out Oregon State. Sorry, much love to my Beaver, my Beaver fans. State schools, we stick together. One love. Four hours later, I'm like scrolling through, ret- or my buddy texts me, and he goes, hey, the Cougs are going to pull it off because we're getting wild in Beaverville right now. And I was like, I am not aware of Oregon State fans getting blacked out drunk because they got blown out. Wazoo fans get blacked out drunk because they got blown out. But I am not aware of Oregon State. So I pulled up and looked at the score, and the Beavs won. And I was very, very confused. And I looked at the box score, and the Beavs scored 21 points in the third in the fourth quarter. So, Joe, this is where I'm going to pass it to you. Joe, what, 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 what? What happened? Yeah, dude, thank you for passing it to me to talk about how the... Because I didn't watch the game. I was massively confused. Their biggest collapse since the GD Alamo Bowl against TCU, which was way bigger of a collapse. Was the Red Rifle throwing the football? Was Andy Dalton on the field? I don't think he was that year. Um, I think he was before that, but neither here nor there. Uh, Listen, I, I said it on Saturday, it... Drives me nuts when there, when there is a team that is more talented, clearly, and they play down to their opponents. And it is it's not like this was a huge gap of Oregon, Oregon State, like it was in years previously. It's like going to this game, we knew it was going to be good, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I I, th- I thought this game had great buildup. Had great drama. Oregon State wasn't a slouch. Great defense. Oregon, get... Oregon State had hung with every great team in the conference sans the Utah game. Right. Exactly. So, I knew going into this game would be a good game. But I knew on paper who the better team was talent-wise. Um, but when you lose a game like that and you have more talent, it goes back to situational football, decision-making, Quite frankly, I think that offense, if they 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 seem checked out in the second half. I think we had another Mario situation on our hands where they knew that um their offense coordinator was heading out of town and they kind of lost motivation as that game went on. Which broke the next day. Yeah. No, no, no. no. That night. Like it broke an, that night. Like an hour after the game. So that's how you know That's the, absolutely brutal. That's how you know the deal was already done. Um so again, and then just like I was talking about this with um, a friend of mine, I believe. Yeah, because he's a Cowboys fan. He might be a friend. I (laughs) I have to check the tape. He is. He is. Because he's a Ducks fan and he's a Cowboys fan. And I told him, I was like, man, it drives me nuts that every weekend we have to sit here and watch two of the most undisciplined football teams (laughs) on back-to-back days. And really, that's what the Ducks were this season. They were last year. 
stupid mistakes, stupid penalties, dumb plays, dumb play calls. Why are we doing that at this point in the game? Why are we doing this at this point of the field? Punt the ball. I know we can't punt, but we are on our own 29. Don't go for it. Just get that ball downfield. Play the field position game. Again, when there is a a clear talent disparity and you lose the game that you did, it's because you lost the psychological, the mental, and the situational game of football. And I said it in a game, I believe, against the Washington game. I was like, man, that Dan Lanning performance was very Mario Cristobal-esque. And it happened again on Saturday against the against the Beavs. And there's a little PTSD when it comes to that stuff. 100%, man. And it's just like, it, it's just really frustrating I can handle losing a game if you went and put your best foot forward, busted your ass, and you lost by a touchdown or two, and it was just like, man, that the other or, team. Or, or if you walk into the Georgia game and you just like, ooh, hey, we're not on that level. Yeah, like, I can handle okay. that much, <clears throat> much better. Like if Wisconsin would have blown us out, <clears throat> I'm okay with that. I'm like, Dude, I handled that. ranked Big Ten team on the road, whatever. I handled that Georgia loss way better than that Washington loss. I think most Duck fans did. And obviously way better than the Oregon State loss too. Um, so again, every game win-loss has context to it and if you look at that, the score of the Washington-Oregon State game, you're like, wow, great games right there. Wow, mm. Oregon kept it close. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Oh no. Losing my damn mind that entire second half it felt like against Oregon State. The Washington game, again, it's just like things were happening that it was just making me pull my head out of my hair and that's that's what really defeats me about this is if Oregon State came out and like Goldbranson shredded the defense, which I'm surprised he didn't do. The, the, the secondary sucks at Oregon. Threw the ball 15 times. Yeah. Um, again, if they went out and downright beat us four quarters, I would I would give them their full credit. And I think you can say that this game is a game that the Ducks lost and the Beavers won. You know, both of these can be somewhat right. But there was a team that had a 21-point lead in the second half. I actually, I actually look at this game as more of a Ducks loss than a Beaver win. 503-250-1080. I lean that way too, man. 503-250-1080 is the text line. I want to read some text here real quick. From RJ, there is still no logical way Oregon lost that game. Reading the box score, it shouldn't be possible. I'm still shook. Uh, speaking of our uh, Spotify conversation... I had 21 more hours than the second-place Spotify listener into the fourth quarter of the year, and then I lost. And if you're listening, that texter, um, can you clarify what you mean by second-place Spotify listener? Because if you really mean, yeah, I had the second-most listening time in Spotify of the entire USA, that is damn impressive. And I feel like we need to give you your proper credit. So please please clarify that text. I just think they're a diehard Oregon fan. No mystery (laughs) here. Ducks could not stop the run and tackle like crap. OSU ran the ball all fourth quarter. Literally, what 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 when I talked to my buddy, when I the game was over and I'm at this Wazoo UW Apple Cup party, and I looked at my buddy, and he's he's a diehard Oregon guy. And I hate the Ducks, and I hate talking to people about the Ducks. He's one of the few people on this planet that I will actually talk about. He's the commissioner of our fantasy baseball league. Uh, I said, hey, dude, what happened? And he looked at me, and he goes, hey, man, I like him. I'm really happy he's here. That's all on landing. Yep. Yeah. He said, "He said we're the better team, and that's all on landing. And I'm not mad. I don't hate him. I'm not upset. We'll be better next year. 
but that's all on Lanning. And I asked him, how'd Bo play? And he said, you know, for the most part, Bo played well, but Bo was in situations that were not great. And I put that on Lanning. And it's always interesting because first-year coach, a new guy comes from the SEC, highly touted, you know, Willie Taggart, everybody loved, and Taggart struggled, and everybody bailed on him quickly. I was surprised to hear him say, I love this guy, but that's on Lanning. And um, I would, I, I agree with him there, but I will also say and finish off on this positive note that I'm glad this all happened in year one. Yep. <laughs> because if we're in year four of the Dan Lanning experiment coaching um, hire and these games transpire like this, then, yeah, a lot of people are going to be pissed, even if it's year three and yep. this is happening. It's like... Next year, you're going to want to see improvement from Dan Lanning in those situations. I get being aggressive, but there's also a point you of arrogance nev- in you, that. You never got those improvements from Cristobal. Not really. It All did those not- issues you had early Cristobal were the same late Cristobal. And honestly, they're the same in Miami. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. So well, then, then again, they're not getting a lot of late game opportunities. They're getting <laughs> like, blown out every just about every game. So, so I think if you're a Duck fan, uh, I I think you got to be okay. I think you know you live through <laughs> you you live through some really highs, man. Blown out UCLA with game day at home, that's great. Considering like what you went through with Georgia, the escape win at Wazoo, you know, like I I I know everybody wishes that we could see Oregon USC because I think that would be the best game for the Pac-12 conference Pac-12 championship, but. You move on, and you keep going. And these transfers that you've, that you've mentioned that everyone's talking about, I don't think if you're a Duck fan, you're really that worried. Now, I think that the way that transfer works now is that you're going to lose guys, but everybody's going to lose guys, yep. and you're going to get some back. Yep. Or yep. not get some back, but you're going to get guys to come in. It's yep. just going to switch around. Real quick, just wanted to read this text, and again, this sums this game up. They came back from a 21-point deficit without throwing an effing pass. It shouldn't be possible. It shouldn't be possible. <laughs> and that's why you lost. And I don't mean that as, like, being a jerk and, like, piling on you. I mean that as just how it goes. Like, they cannot throw the ball and score three touchdowns. They play to the their strengths. Like, that, that cannot happen. All right, we come back. We'll take a quick peek at the Pac-12 championship, and then we will get out of here. This is the hot corner. But before we do that, I almost forgot. There's Joe with sports. Great scenes might be great, but I love your bloopers. And perfects for the urgent. Baby, I want forever. You're alive. Don't you see that? I want you to be mine. The Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. Oh, my God. This is the hot corner. We do it every single Wednesday. During the Oregon Ducks season, we'd be doing 8 to 10. But now that the college football season has come to a wrap, regular season, <clears throat> regular season has come to a wrap, we are here with you every single Wednesday from 7 to 9. What a douche move, me correcting you like that. No, it's okay, Joe. Joe, you're just as part of this show as much <laughs> as I am. This is the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher. I hope everybody knows that. For now. No, for always, buddy. It's you and me for always, my man. 
Voldemort bailed on us, and I hate him, and I will burn his name in hell forever. Did I just get locked into a lifelong contract without my choice? Well, I mean, I, I said that to Voldemort, too, <laughs> and then he just bailed, and I was like, okay. Forever. Forever. Uh, but it's me and Joe here every single Wednesday, and so we're going to be with you guys. And like we said, uh, we're going to keep you up to date with a little bit of baseball, uh, but it's the off season, and pitchers and catchers don't report until early, mid-February. So any movement in baseball, we'll keep you updated. But, hell, I, I, I've I, really enjoyed tonight, Joe, talking about kind of whatever hits our fancy. Talking about sports? Talking about sports. Well, it's, I mean... That's the thing, man, is se- not 75, I would say 85 to 90% of this show is baseball. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. we dabble into those Blazers, when, uh, especially when we get into those winter months when yep. football is dying down. And Every gotta- once in a while, I love to tell you how much the, the TV show Lost is terrible. <laughs> it's been a little bit since that. And I like to tell you that you're wrong. That show is amazing. And we're kind of fell go, apart towards the end, but what show doesn't? Joe and I are going to go outside and fight again <laughs> about this. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll wrap Listen, up. Listen, the polar bear was there for a good reason, okay? <laughs> the smoke monster. <laughs> uh, but we'll, we'll wrap up our uh, kind of second hour uh, college football thing with uh, we got USC Utah uh, from Vegas on Friday. Thank God, Vegas. Friday. Is this the second year or the first year from Vegas? This is the second year, I think. Maybe the first year. Once Klyavkov came in, it was like Vegas, 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 baby. Because uh, he, he is a Vegas guy. Now, Joe, what's interesting, what I think is really interesting about this game, USC has one loss this year, correct? Sure do, and you know who it's to. Well, that's what I'm asking. Who'd they lose to? The team that they are playing on Saturday. Now, where was that game? Excuse me. Friday, Friday, Friday. That's all Friday. right. We know what you mean. Where was that game? Where was that game? That game was in Salt Lake. Ah. USC lost on the road. In Rice-Eccles Stadium. And uh, there is no doubt that Kyle Whittingham, I love. When Utah and Colorado joined the Pac-10 and created the Pac-12, I went, oh, God, I don't know. Okay, Urban Herb Herb beat Alabama once. And that's why we're gonna let this school in. Like, do they have good academics? Because UW Medicine, Wazoo Agriculture Communications, OSU Agriculture, UCLA Medicine, Stanford, Cal Berkeley Music, like we're a top academic conference. Why are we letting these guys in? <laughs> Why are we letting these dumbasses at Utah in our conference? And I'll tell you what, Kyle Whittingham, I am so glad he is the coach at Utah, and I hope he never leaves. I, I think he is perfect. I love him in this conference. They were able to beat Utah, or they were able to beat USC, excuse me, in that game earlier this season, USC's only blemish. Why does it feel like, Joe, that on a neutral site this late in the season that Utah has no chance? Why does it feel like USC is going to blow them out? Am I wrong in that? Um, is Caleb Williams going to win the Heisman? I mean, to answer that last question, probably, but... How did that happen? Because Stroud lost to Michigan? Um, because Because he... Bryce Young has two losses, even though he didn't play in one of them? CJ Stroud really didn't do anything to like bolster his case towards the end of the year. Bryce Young, kind of same thing. He had some good games, but... He also won a Heisman. Caleb, and, and, Caleb Williams 
like had moments where he had to put the team on his back. And the like, Heisman committee is never going to let someone win a second Heisman. They're never going to do that. Well, never say never. Because it means man. too much. It, if Tebow didn't win two, they're never going to let somebody. Caleb Williams balled out. Uh, especially in the back half of the year. And, again, like I remember one game, it was against Cal, and Cal was, like, hanging with them. And every time USC had to go back on offense, they went down and scored. So it was like, all right, our defense, for some reason, can't stop Cal tonight. Uh, Caleb, can you please just keep scoring? And he's like, all right, I guess I'll do that. And then he did it, I think, like 500 yards against UCLA or whatever the hell. Like, the dude balled out. I don't think it's a – I don't think this is game is like, oh, it's USC, no doubt. Like, Utah beat them already once before. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. more banged up than they were during that time. But don't ever – I just say don't ever count out Kyle Whittingham in Utah. I kind of like, like Kyle Whittingham. Like, if you look at Kyle Whittingham versus Lincoln Riley. But, dude, the – Coaching all- matchup, like, total package. Not Like, Lincoln Riley has an offensive mind – like no one else's. Right. You know, it's that Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, like this new age, this new Bill Walsh coaching tree that's going on in the NFL. Lincoln Riley is a part of that. When it comes to completely coaching a team, and which is what a lot of college is, which is why I think Urban Meyer had so much success which is why I think Nick Saban has so much success and why I think Dabo had a window. That was a shot at Dabo. Um, Whittingham is a complete team coach. But there's just, for me, Joe, there's something about this game to me that screams USC by 17. Yeah, I, I get why you feel that way. I just think that, I mean, hell, this is kind of like... It feels like Oregon a couple weeks ago, like Heisman candidate, playoff appearance, championship, this team, oh, USC, oh, gosh, there's so much. Wow, what a season. In my opinion, the top four is set. These are the four teams that should be in the playoff no matter what happens this weekend. Uh, Again, as I said earlier, I mean, I don't love TCU, but I think they deserve a seat at the table. But again, I just hate saying that because wins and losses need that context. Like, if USC loses to Utah this weekend by 30, they ain't going to the playoff. They're going to let Ohio State in. Which is stupid because Ohio State lost by 25 to Michigan, and they don't deserve to be in either. It's their only loss. And I hear you, but it's like that. that is where if USC loses an overtime game by a field goal, a 50-yard field goal that the Utah kicker booted in, I'm probably still sending USC to the playoff. I think I am too. So... And that's why I also say, going into this game, all right, go ahead, count out Utah with uh, Kyle Winningham as coach, who has the chance to win back-to-back Pac-12 championships at that. Like, we understand there's a lot at stake for USC, but there's a lot at stake for Utah here. And they could go in again and just totally take a dump all over a team season, just like they did to Oregon last year. Mm -hmm. That Everyone sat there and was like, Oregon, Oregon, Utah. Oregon's going to roll this team. And they lost to him in the regular season, and then they got crushed in the Pac-12 crushed. game, too. Crushed. And Cristobal, we didn't know it at the time, but the, the deep, dark secrets were like, is Cristobal really invested in this game? And it, it, that won't and it be turned obviously out he wasn't. concern on the USC no. sideline, but no. I just don't want to discredit and say, like, man, I... I get why, again, I get why you feel that way, Patrick, mm-hmm. but I just don't want to go down that road because it's like Utah is always prepared... Great defense. 
they know who they are and they play to their strengths better than anybody in the conference over the last basically since they've been here yep in the pac 12 so that's why i'm all i will always give them a fighting chance um but i like usc this weekend too <laughs> and 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 we'll wrap it up with this i'll tell you what as somebody who is a washington state fan who is looking at a chance every four to six years to maybe win the North and get in the Pac-12 title game, a team that maybe every 10 years has a real shot to get to the Pac-12 championship, I would die to have somebody like Kyle Whittingham because you know what you are. Lincoln Riley has so much pressure at USC. So much. David Shaw is leaving his job, and he's the best coach in the Pac-12. Alabama's lost two games by the hair of their chinny-chin this year, and I guarantee you there are people saying, is Saban done? Clemson has been embarrassed multiple times this year. Stabo over his skis, nobody in Utah. They could lose by 30 on Friday, and nobody is taking a shot at Kyle Whittingham. Nope. And I would die for that if that was my head coach. That's my quarterback. That's my teammate. <laughs> no, I'm excited for Friday. Should um, be good. I'll take USC by by a couple scores. You know, give me a better game than last year's Pac-12 championship that, that, game. That's what I hope to. That's what I hope to. And if USC goes to the playoff, I know you've turned coat and you're heading to the Big Ten, but if you could send it out in the Pac-12 strong and, and do something, that would be very nice. All right, we'll get out of here, and then when we come back, uh, we will – Wrap this bad boy up. Joe Fisher, Patrick Harris, The Hot Corner. Gray scenes might be great, but I love your bloopers. And perfects for the urgent, baby, I want forever. The Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. I want you to be my all right, we'll be back next week. You know, Patrick. Yes, sir. The system. Uh, I played this as our last bumper. And for some reason, play it again. Yeah, and I know why. So let's do this. It's good. The hot corner on 1080 The Fan. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's 8.53. <laughs> Just ignore that first two minutes of the segment. This is the hot corner. <laughs> we do it every single Wednesday. It's me and Joe for the long haul here. Uh, no matter what happens to this show, it's going to be me and Joe. Uh, we're, we're here uh, every Wednesday, and now that uh, the college football regular season has wrapped up, we're here from 7 to 9, and we'll take you all the way up to pitchers and catchers in February. And kind of like what we did tonight, Joe and I are just going to have a little fun. I mean, Joe watches sports completely different than I do. I watch sports completely different than a lot of our listeners do. So, if anything, I mean, you know, I I think what's really fun between us, Joe, is that we're not crazy people. (laughs) You know, we're not, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that. Luca's the most overrated player in the NBA. And if you don't think Steph Curry's number one, you're stupid. Well, like, we're not those kind of people. So whatever conversation we're having, I think we're going to bring logic to. At least that's how I approach sports. I've, um, I, I try to do that. <laughs> 
I, I try really. I, I, on Sunday, even uh, Sunday, uh, Sports Sunday with Rashad, I, I from nine went, to eleven. Thank you. Um, I went into that after the Civil War, and I was talking about it. I'm like, listen, there's two Joes you can get when it comes to this Ducks game. You can get a logical mm-hmm. sports fan that just watched the Beavs. The guy with a microphone. Beat the Ducks. I, I call it the guy with the microphone in front of them. Right. And then there's Joe that was watching the game at a sports bar with his buddies on uh, Saturday night. That's Patrick Eight Bush Lights Deep. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, absolutely pissed. And I will, will give you how I feel about that game and how the Ducks shouldn't have lost and the Beavers suck and always will suck. But... That obviously, you know, again, sounds like a crazy guy. So, um, yeah, and I'll play it level-headed as much as I can. I, I think, I think I'm really excited, Joe, because this is this is like a big thing that I've been focusing on over the last few years. Is not to be crazy. No, it's that I now watch sports on my. I now control my sports. Sports used to control me. <laughs> I'm not joking. Like I kind of, I kind of get what you're saying. I was, I was a slave to it. Like, what's on? I'm gonna watch it tonight. I'm gonna take in everything. And now, as an old man with kids and kind of trying to, trying to calm down my crazy life that I used to have, like I now watch sports on my own, on my own time. Hey, it sounds like you're taking the Isaac Rop approach yep. to uh, your sports viewing, which sounds like a very carefree. Um, less stress-filled life. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, despite the fact that I love sports that this station doesn't uh, fully promote all the time, uh, they still let me have a job. So, Not I, after I that guess, comment. <laughs> I guess I can't say no. Don't worry, don't worry. Nobody's listening. <laughs> that key fob ain't working anymore. Don't worry, I don't have a key fob. So, <laughs> All right, that'll do it for us. We'll be back next week from 7 to 9, as always. We'll keep you up to date on baseball, but we'll also have a little fun with us whatever's going on in sports or whatever. For Joe Fisher, Behind the Glass, I'm Patrick Harris. Go do something I would do. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.